If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Hi there. If you tuned in last time, you'll know that uh, this is the second part of our E3 coverage. Like I said back then, uh, yeah, we recorded it for an awfully long time and easily enough to make it two shows worth. So, uh... Even though this is probably all quite old news by now, uh, why not just uh, sit back and listen to what we thought about E3 2018? Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. I suck, you suck, I suck at Call of Duty. Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. And Will. Uh, so let's do Not Sane. Uh, let's take a sideways step into the le- realms of the madness. One word for you, chaps. Devolver. <laughs> <laughs> the Devolver yeah. conference, well, conference is it's clearly video only. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to realise what was going on with the audience, if you see what I mean. Uh, yeah, and I don't, yeah. I don't want to ruin it. I, all I can do is recommend you go onto YouTube or whatever streaming thingy service you use and look for the Devolver E3 2018 conference. It is wonderful. Genuinely laugh out loud stuff. Um, showing a couple of their games that genuinely look quite interesting, but the whole conference just rips the piss out of how all the other companies do E3. And it was an absolute delight for me. <coughs> I'm almost amazed that they're allowed to do that. No, that people haven't hunted them down and actually killed them. <laughs> yeah, she had a flamethrower. <laughs> there yeah. were, plenty, there like... were plenty of killings on stage. That was the joy I of it. I love how it's become serialised as well, because obviously off the back of last year's one, <laughs> where she started foaming at the mouth and blood pouring out and apparently died on stage, and she's back. <laughs> and <laughs> died on stage at the end, yes. So, uh, genuinely, but uh, out of that, there were two particular games I would be uh, unsurprised. Now, if I'm going to play a Battle Royale, I think Scum, which apparently is already on Steam on Early Access, um, looks fascinating because as bad taste goes, <laughs> Scum looks... I think it's the South Park of Battle Royale is probably the way I'd put it. Um, it's 64 players, so you and 63 others. And apparently the first thing you need to do is get some sort of weird chip out of your head. Um, but it just looks very humorous, very dark, very nasty, and very, very funny. Very funny. Uh, my favourite from that conference was the uh, My Friend Pedro. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. That's Gun the, uh, Ballet. Yeah, the Gun <laughs> Ballet game, is, it, it basically looks like Hotline Miami, but you're just playing this lunatic with two guns. And uh, I love the. It's like a big sort of physics mash up where you can sort of uh you can like fire up at a frying pan and it'll ricochet the frying off pan and... was the thing i was thinking of specifically as well do you know do you know what it made me think 
it made me think this is what these people would have done if they had a Deadpool license. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does it's kind of got that sort of madness to it's it. Just, oh, it's just amazing. There's also uh, one more game in this category that I must quickly mention called Man Eater. Yes, that was another one. Yep. Which is an open world RPG in which you play a shark ruining everything. Yeah, and you can, you can get yourself up on the beach and eat people sunbathing on the beach. And apparently, your mother was killed when you were just a shark pup. And and it's got a full <laughs> RPG progression system as a shark. And this yeah, this is. It taking the concept of Goat Simulator, perhaps, but um, having a lot more fun with it and turning it into something that looks genuinely enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> proper bonkers stuff, and it's great to see. And that, that one isn't yeah. a devolver. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, it's... Uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, Blindside and Tripwire are bringing that out. It's a shame. Uh, we're harking back to a very old software house. I was kind of hoping it would be Ocean. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Apparently, you can actually buy the Devolver Digital uh, loot box coin. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they're wow. $126. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of like the, the Cards Against Humanity were basically selling a hole in the ground as a Christmas present. It feels like that kind of vibe to me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It might not be working anyway because uh, it's... Um, it's going that web that link's not working anymore. There oh, no, was, it's, yeah, but there it's, was a bit of uh, marketing that did break the fourth wall because um, I mentioned to you guys just after it when um, before, when they did the uh, Skyrim Amazon edition. Oh, the Bethesda concert that was beautiful. Yeah, that was amazing, and they they know the fact that they've ported it to everything, so you had the Amazon the Amazon Echo edition, and um, just out of interest. That um, is a real thing. My other half, Suze, turned around to our Amazon doc and said, can we play Skyrim? To which the answer was um, that Skyrim is not available in this country. That is a secret I must... Was it I'm, a I'm burden sworn I must to, carry or something. A burden I'm sworn to, yeah, sworn to carry. <laughs> oh, so it's only in the US? Well, no, it's the fact that they've programmed in that response. So it's anyone not a asking, real thing, Rob. You it cannot... is a real thing. Really? It is a real thing, yes. How about, how about being able to play it on the smart fridge? I don't know if that or the extra oh sketch God. is available yeah, What yet? if they weren't joking? <laughs> <laughs> Samsung smart fridge. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah, Skyrim, very special edition. Uh, it's in the Amazon store. Uh, for the first time ever, take your rightful place as a Dragonborn of Legend again and explore Skyrim using the power of your own voice. Your furum. Uh, prepared to quest and explore the dungeons of Skyrim, master your weapon spells and shouts, encounter people who constantly need your help, guard your knees against arrows, eat all the cheese, mud crabs, fight like dragons. Cheek marketing site, but yeah, eat all the cheese. Yeah, it's on there. I eat all the cheese. It is. Yeah, it's on Amazon.com. I'll send you the link. Oh god! Oh my god! Uh, here it is. There you go. Uh, so yeah, that's a thing you can do. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, also in the bonkers uh, category, I'd have to put Rage 2. I thought that looked pretty mental. Uh, and fun, d- yeah. Yeah, rem- they, apparently they've got the guys from... Uh, uh, shit, the so guys that made Mad Max. Yeah, so it's, um, Aval- I- Avalanche. it's ID and Avalanche. So ID with their Doom shooting. And it's worth mentioning there's a new Doom coming out, Infinite. That looks pretty cool. 
Uh, and e- eternal, also... eternal, Doom Eternal. Okay, sorry, apologies. Sorry, sorry. But, uh, yes. It's all right. No, there was another Infinite, but uh, that was oh. Halo Infinite. Wow, well, it, it gets uh, confusing. Yeah. They tag these words on at random. Uh, but yes, yeah. but yeah, the, so the guys that did Mad Max, which was a very respectable, capable open world game, um, combining with the absolute masters of the first person shooter, in my opinion. So yeah, that looks Indeed. fun, uh, and the sort of game I'll be terrible at. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of a game called Bulletstorm, where yeah. the point of it wasn't exactly sort of being great at shooting, but more like it was Carnage. sort of easy but just, like, allowing you time to sort of set up, like, use all your powers and set up elaborate kills and stuff like that and just feel like a total badass. So, yeah, that was cool. Uh, Have you got anything, Marcus, for mad shit? To be honest, it was all mad. Um, I didn't know what I was looking at half the time. The opening to the Ubisoft concerts just got to be, sorry, uh, a programme. Just, just the dancing panda, the dance, just dance. I have no interest in the game whatsoever, but I thoroughly no. enjoyed the dancing panda and uh, and the uh, the entourage. That was um, just good fun. I liked that. Yeah, a lot more comfortable than the, the Sony conference and also just random banjos and stuff. No dancing pandas every time. Yeah, <laughs> I concur. I think potentially Doom Eternal might be batshit insane. Soon because they've literally put it as hell on earth. But yeah. that's potential. I mean, they're saying it's more beasts, more crazy, you're even more powerful. What the hell do they have lined up? <laughs> oh, so I bet, yeah. as, as conferences go, Bethesda, because they had so much good stuff, the, the only stuff that they didn't really put dates to were the two things they just announced for next generation. That's fair enough. Um, but they've got a lot of stuff coming out very soon that all looks quality. There wasn't anything out of that that I didn't think, hmm, I might quite enjoy that. Yeah. They've even got a mobile Elder Scrolls game that we haven't yet mentioned. Uh, Blades. Yes. Um, oh, Christ, which, yes, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could put this under mad because it is kind of mad. They're giving it away for free and you'll also be able to play it in portrait mode So just in case you're in a meeting. Uh, or you need to use your other hand. That got a bit of a snigger. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll also be able to play it in VR. <laughs> play on VR, play it on any console, on PC, on Android, on iPhone, play on anything. Um, yeah. And it's all free. It, it sounds like it's got quests and it is, you know, a light Elder Scrolls game. So, yeah. You just got to love them for that, haven't you? I mean, I don't mind giving a company money when they treat you like that, you know? Yeah. Speaking of um, happy to see some people that might potentially get some money, um, did you see the update to Cuphead? Uh, I heard about it. Um, They've they've got an expansion. It was called the the Delicious Last Course, Um, and I think it's coming out soon. So that I was I was so happy to see that because bearing in mind how much they fought to get the original game actually out. You know, every E3 it was like, yeah, we're still here. It's still coming. It'll be here. It was exceptionally well received when it made it. Again, apparently it's one of those games like Meat Boy or whatever that's just so incredibly hard that I've not even tried. It was an old school. It's old school of the old, old school. Oh, the animation, the videos and stuff is is gorgeous, though. I have to say, the art style of that is magnificent. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's well as we're kind of slightly moving into uh, uh, another topic here. Uh, I I would kind of put that in in my uh, in the not playing category for me. Something I can fully acknowledge is decent, but I just don't realistically think I'm ever going to get round to. Mm. So uh, I don't know if you guys have got anything like that, but I, I've got I've got a few that I can. I mean, I mean, it's tricky. These next two categories, you could interpret them almost as the same thing. But specifically, this is for games that I I like the look of. Uh, they're absolutely the kind of game I would play that I'm interested in playing, but I just just don't think I'll ever get around to. And so for me, one of those probably is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice because it's a From Software game. And if it's anything like any of their other games, I will probably it will probably be uh, quite a time sink and very difficult, and I will probably shy away from it, no matter how amazing it looks. They yeah. um, they fall into the FAF category, which stands for What's frustrating that? as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. I mean, we I, I was quite surprised there was no Bloodborne announcement, and I suppose this is what we got instead. And it was also at the Microsoft conference, so I don't know if it's going to be uh, exclusive or not. It's multi-platform. But... It was, comp- it was um, so in the Microsoft con- uh, conference, it was really interesting. So when they showed videos, it would say platform exclusive or first look or something, unless it said console yeah. or console exclusive sometimes. Uh, yeah. But it was it didn't flash that up. So as far as I'm concerned, that's multi-platform. Um, there was another oh, okay. weird term they used, which was console launch exclusive, and I. For no, a no, while, be a I Titan thought... exclusive, like like the second, yeah. like the first, no, the second Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider was. Yeah. Uh, they might have uh, rights over it for the first year. Uh, that that's what I read into that one. Okay, oh, it's a shame because this game does look beautiful, but I just know it's like uh, they announced Neo Two as well, which is another game I put in that category. I tried Neo One, and it was all right. You know, it was good. Uh, I love Team Ninja games. I love Ninja Gaiden, but um, as soon as I got to a boss battle, I just I just couldn't be asked. That's right. I'm to be honest, them. if I've got to pick a samurai game, I'm going to play Ghost of Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the one you mean. There was an amazing. Um, I saw an amazing internet response um, to the whole Neo and um, and uh, Sekiro. Basically, everyone's talking about how Ninja Theory came out with Neo, and um, the and uh, FromSoft basically went, "You couldn't have hold my beer, but it was hold my <laughs> Estus flask." <laughs> and they came out with that. <laughs> yeah, I love the traversal with the uh, the grappling hook on this as well. It looks awesome. It's so good. But yeah, maybe maybe they might be uh, going for something that's got a little that's a little bit more accessible. Who knows? Nah. Um, nah. Well, no, it does. It looks pretty punishing. <laughs> I do wonder whether they're giving a nod to something in there because they said shadows die twice, and also it says death will not come easy. And you see him uh. get slain with a poison blade, and he gets back up. So I don't know whether it's like non Dark Souls, as in one you know you don't die initially the first time. They'll give you one extra life. <laughs> Yeah, that that's not a bad shout actually. Because maybe, I, I maybe... wonder because everyone you're so like blown away by it, you easily miss that detail. And I've watched the trailer a few times, and I kind of realised you hear the voiceover say it as well. And I thought maybe that's a direct sort of nod or hint. 
Well, That's because they, they have been so upfront. The whole uh, thing with uh, Dark Souls, the whole yeah. like metal was uh, the the motto of that game was. Um, what was it? Uh, <laughs> prepare to die and die or something. Yeah, like that's that. it. Yeah. yeah, prepare to die. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, who knows? Maybe they have built that, baked that into the of the whole game and made it a little more forgiving, allowing you to sort of experiment a bit more. Yeah. But it's something they I don't think they've done before is so much sort of aerial uh, ac- uh, vertical action like. So, I don't know. I'm no expert with these games at all, uh, but m- maybe this could be an entry point for someone uh, who's who's not had much experience with what they've done before. Um, another game that uh, I probably won't play is uh, The Sinking City. Uh, this is a new game from Frogwares that's based uh, heavily on Cthulhu horror, uh, which, to be honest, uh, is something I shy away from at the best of times. Um, and I, I watched some gameplay and there was some horrible little griblies that you were shooting that were running around corners and oh, it, I had enough of that with Did Prey, to be honest. Did that at AGX? Yeah, they, I think they had it there, yeah. It was the one, yeah, we saw some issues there earlier on. It was also, like a- also, they said that uh, they're not going to hold your hand at all. There's no like traditional quest givers. It's all about... Uh, solving an investigation in an open world yeah. and it will be totally down to you to find your way through it so it sounds like it's going to be horrendous and it's Focus Interactive as well who are notorious for uh, buggy games or games that are just just don't quite hit that quality bar that we're used to from the major publishers mm. uh, I recently played the Sherlock Holmes games that people were raving about and they, that was a very janky game had some great ideas like um and it took you to some amazing places and uh some cool little bits of storytelling but just ultimately frustrating i found uh anyway yeah has anyone got anything under this category i know it's a little bit of an odd one but i have one um i'm not exactly sure if i'll get around to it it was um ori willow of the wisp Oh, right, yeah. Um, I played the first one. I haven't played the first one, so I don't know if I'll get around to it. Uh, Maybe I will when it's sort of a lot cheaper at some point. Um, But it's just they overhauled the engine entirely. Uh, (laughs) The graphics have been ramped up. Everything about it, it looked absolutely stunning. Um, The first one looked stunning. Yeah. I don't know know if it looked any more stunning. A lot better. A lot better. Uh, But they showed it last year. It was on the same engine as, as the previous game. And this one, the lighting, the models, everything, the graphics have been amped up. Um, it looked like there was a bit more going on in the sort of rear plane, because it yeah. is a very 2D game. Yeah. Um, but it's got some great little uh, gameplay touches to it, that game. Like, the there was some of the levels, though, were so difficult. Like, there was one that kind of involved you. Like, there was a, you know, the old... Uh, uh, a rising, yeah, the rising, to, yeah. Uh, flood Fact. sort of thing, and you <laughs> have to kind of, you had to hop about like with absolute precision timing up to the top of this thing for a while. So uh, yeah, yeah, that was quite uh, tricky. That game in places like throw the controller away, kind of yeah. uh, frustrating in places. But I did finish it. Um, yeah. That was a beautiful game, and I'm up for more. I I'd think love that's to be only able to play on. It, but we'll just see. S- it's not on the Sony consoles. It's uh, Microsoft, PC, and Xbox. I think. Mm. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, what about you, Will? Have you got anything like this? I think the main thing, again, fascinated by it. We've already mentioned it was Skull and Bones. It feels like it could be good, but and it feels like it could be fun, but just not quite enough to throw myself into. Uh, similarly, games like Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I've just completed the last one, and I will play it. 
but I'll wait till it's on a sale for fifteen pounds or so, and then I'll buy it. So I'm not, I'm not going to rush on that. Uh, so, yeah. so I, th- I think of all the games, if I, if I think I'd like to play it, I will play it, uh, probably. Uh, but the thing is, there's so many, once again, where we've got an absolute rich rush of open world RPGs can spend God knows how many hours in them. And mm. the ones that I feel will probably be a shorter experience are going to take a back seat to that because I get my value for money first and then wait for the other stuff to drop in price. Yeah. See, I'm kind of the other way around with that. I'll uh, I'll play shorter things so I can so I can do them and have them done, you know? But I don't That's like paying over the odds. Play. It is, well, within, yeah, I suppose if you're like looking at sort of full price games that are like 10 hours long, then yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that is a bit of a, bit of a nightmare, to be honest. That's when it used to be handy to be able to rent games. Uh, I'd quite often get them from Love Film if I knew that they were like a, you know, six to 10 hour game. I'd, yeah. I'd rent them off Love Film and send them back. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's a bit tricky to do now. Um, have we got? Uh, shall we move on to the "Not My Cup of Tea" segment then? There was a beautiful looking game that looked really emotive, um, and I think it was from Don't Nod. I could be wrong. Captain Spirit, and it looked oh yeah yeah gorgeous. Yeah. And an absolutely beautiful, moving story about a a young boy and his imagination and his difficult life and all of that stuff. But you know what? Nah, nah. <laughs> it, yeah. it looks gorgeous and looks fascinating and brilliant, but God no. Uh, I'm sure it's delightful and uplifting, but my, my trouble is with all of these these sorts of. Games, I mean, I tried Life is Strange, and I get a feeling it's going to be on the same sort of vibe as that. I found it very slow. By the same people. Yeah, I found it. I find those games, and I know they're really critically acclaimed, and everyone that plays them says they're beautiful and wonderful. Um, but like some of the walking sims I've tried, uh, everyone says what became of Edith Finch is amazing. Just, oh, that is a good one. Uh, apparently so, but I started it and got really, really bored. Uh, maybe I'm a bad <laughs> person. Um, but no, I'm afraid Captain Spirit, again, looks incredible. I can see how some people get really excited about this, but not mine. No, fair enough. I think, I think I don't know if I heard it right, but apparently that's free. Uh, that's coming out as a free sort of game to tee up the second season yeah, of Yeah, it's kind of, of or episode one or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm... I'm not prepared to spend that kind of money on it. Or time. <laughs> well, more that, yes. Yeah, it's probably only an hour long as well, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. I thought it looked a bit twee. And to be honest, I'm with you there, Will. I'm, I I did play the first season of Life is Strange, but I, I just can't be asked. I've only got so much time these days, and I'd rather be pounding someone's head in with a virtual axe exactly instead. That. I mean, honest. it's the same with the Telltale yeah. games. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had a go on the Telltale games, and again... Uh, as a general rule, people say they're they're excellent, but if I want just a story, I'll watch a film or a TV series. I I, I want to genuinely interact, and as you say, unless someone's guts will fall out as a react as a direct consequence of the action I've just performed, whether it's a shotgun or a sword or some sort of magic spell, nah, no fun in it for me. No, it's it's funny, isn't it? When you when you when time is at a premium. Uh, you tend to be a bit more selective. And I've got that way with movies and TV as well. Like, even if something's, like, amazingly well-regarded, I can't be arsed with it if it's something I'm not that interested in. That's why I'm yeah. giving up Westworld. Uh, I've kind of... Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. That, that does get better, I have to say. I've stuck with it, and it, 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 it does get better. better. Yeah. It does get a lot better. Your cup of tea, better. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, 
that's uh, that's for another podcast, I think. Indeed. Um, I would probably put uh, Battlefield Five under this category. I'm just bringing it up, really, because uh, I had to just uh, mention my prediction about everything going Battle Royale. <laughs> and I wasn't totally on the money there, but I was watching the PC gaming show earlier, and they were like, we have a number of Battle Royale games. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I was right. Um, and they, some of them looked quite, uh, I don't know, different spins on the thing. Some were like uh, third-person perspective and stuff like that. But I won't play any of these games because well, I just don't care. There were at least three in the Microsoft conference as well because they, they talked about the updates to PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. They covered Battlefield Five, and there was also one of the ones that flashed up briefly that I really wasn't paying much attention to. That was also a battle royale, so there was at least three in that. Um, but the only yeah. one I'm interested in may be Scum, but that that'll probably be if I'm very bored and if it reviews very well. It just sounds funny. Yeah, yeah. I was just waiting for them to drop that on the Battlefield thing. Um, I mean, they're back on World War Two now, so it's come full circle. Yes. Uh, I couldn't be less interested. I don't care how good the graphics look. Uh, I'd rather see them do that. We like use that tech for other things like Anthem and stuff like that. You know, that's that's the application of it that I'm more interested and in. The new Star but, Wars game. Well, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess that will be frostbite. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I, I imagine it probably will be. Uh, I don't know if that's what they used on Titan for or not. But no, I haven't the faintest. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 it for me. Uh, there's one more, but I'm just going to not mention it because I, I just want to keep the peace. So uh, I've got one, Marcus. Have you got anything? Yeah, I've got one. Uh, Frodo Baggins's project. Uh, oh, transference. transference. Oh, yeah. Uh, PSVR. Yeah. Basically, um, I put it down to PSVR meets David Cage. And yeah. let's leave it at that. And let's say we did. And then don't. Yeah. And yeah. move on. on my, and I'm done. Moving on. <laughs> on, the, on, my, on my disappointments. My biggest disappointments were around the things I didn't see rather than the things I did see. Most things looked really good. Lots of good trailers. What I was really hoping to see this E3, uh, and it was kind of confirmed that it wouldn't be done, but you you always live in hope, was Borderlands 3. I'm very much ready for the next Borderlands game. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no show. So that made me a bit sad. Yeah, what else? Yeah, so they, there was no Bloodborne. Oh, yeah, and there was no Splinter Cell. No. I would totally, I thought I had that in the bag. You know, I'd heard rumour that that was happening. No sign of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to happen um, <laughs> because we haven't heard hide nor hair of it for three years. Uh, the last thing we saw was a battle system, and yeah, and then basically it's been re-evolved. But um, there was one game that I thought would show up, and it didn't. Mortal Kombat Eleven. Okay. Only because I've been following Ed Boon's tweets, and he's been hinting stuff based around Sub-Zero and mention it all the time so then I kind of thought oh maybe Sub-Zero is going to be a Smash Brothers character or something like that because they've got Street Fighter they've got everyone else you know maybe maybe Sub-Zero is going to turn up in Smash Brothers I, would be, I wouldn't have been surprised because they're absorbing all of the franchises into that I'd have been more interested Nintendo in, omelette I'd have been more interested in Smash Brothers if they didn't introduce the fatalities you know, just seeing Mario get his <laughs> yeah. head pulled off and his spine They, they have off. overhauled the game as well, so it's not just a port. They've actually changed the entire battle system and everything. Uh, redone everyone's sort of finisher moves and stuff have been 
reworked and there's all sorts of stuff so, so maybe someone does call Mario Tennant shit down his neck <laughs> yeah and then you I can did, <laughs> I did play one of the more recent Mortal Kombat games on the uh, Vita I think uh, where there was a bit of a story going on yeah Mortal Kombat you, X's story is meant to be really good like, yeah I think it was that I think it was that it was it was alright actually uh, as far as beat em ups go I hadn't played one in a while I, I didn't know how say, half the characters were, but yeah, I would say know. Never Realm. They're going mental with their sort of facial animations because they do the Injustice games as well, which is like the DC sort of uh, beat 'em up games. Um, and the facial animations and the characters for that, for what is essentially DC Mortal Kombat stuff, um, it's insane. Like when you see them up close and stuff, and they're talking, it's bonkers, absolutely bonkers for that. Um, so I just wonder whether at some point they'll start lending out their tech and we can all enjoy seeing people whose faces don't look like they're twitching involuntarily. Actually, so that's, that's reminded me of another thing that we didn't see that I think a lot of people were hoping for, which was the new Marvel Avengers y yes. type collaboration, I think, through Squeenix. Yeah. <coughs> Definitely. Yeah, you're quite right. I was I was I was a bit miffed that I didn't see that. I, I didn't catch all of the square uh presentation. But uh, I really thought that that would feature because uh, I, I guess they're just not far along enough with it. I have a hunch though. What? I reckon Comic Con. Possible. San Diego Comic Con. Because that's yeah, been maybe. growing as a larger alternative to unveil stuff. Um, and it's it's become a weird force to reckon with because companies have been unveiling films and stuff there as opposed to other things as a first shot and games as well and it kind of fits in because it's you know Marvel and it's all comics and stuff and I reckon Mortal Kombat would probably be unveiled there as well because you got well it's all of that so I reckon I reckon maybe San Diego Comic Con might become a new thing to watch for reveals you never know and there's all okay. sorts of other games conferences going through the year so let's, let's keep our fingers crossed on that one yeah yeah I suppose uh, I mean, a game that I did see that didn't do much for me was uh, Death Stranding. Uh, I just, I mean, if this is gameplay, it looks pretty fucking dull to me. Uh, I have no interest. Uh, is, uh, is it Hideo? What's he, Kojima. Kojima, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy Metal Gear Solid. It just felt like I could feel him masturbating behind the screen the whole time. Um, yeah, not interested. Yeah, this new gameplay featured... Um, was Lindsay Wagner who played the bionic woman and I watched a really cringy interview with Kojima, his translator and her, who he's got her looking like she did back in the 60s or whatever but like the real actress is like probably in her 70s and she, it, it just seemed like such a sort of nerd off like this guy is just like they're just letting him do whatever he yeah. wants and, He's become uh, the Japanese David Cage. Just what's happened? <laughs> yeah, or like, or like Tarantino or something. Like, like no one will say no to this guy. So they'll just let him take as long as he likes. And this has probably been the third year that they've shown this game. And yeah. every year, it's just got another different Hollywood pers- personality or actor in in it. And it's I, like, what the fuck is it? I think Andrew Lincoln's going to pop up in it. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's just he's just take he's like yeah. I just had in my mind that Norman Reedus should be in this, so Norman Reedus is in it. 
Uh, and then Guillermo del Toro is like a fan, so he's then in it. And he's like not even an actor, he's a director. Although no, he has really, cameoed well, in a few things. Well, they were meant to be working together on it, innit? The idea of the Nightmare Realm came from del Toro. They were going to do a Silent Hill game together. Yeah, I reckon they should have. Yeah, well, they can't now because like he's fallen out with Konami and they own yeah, that IP. Yeah, don't have to call it Silent Hill. You can just do the exact same thing, but with a different name. You could call well, it. They thought quite. You could have called it Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, just, they thought this was going to be it, but I mean, it's clearly just I don't know. Yeah. It just looks like absolute nonsense to me. I mean, maybe the problem is that they've just shown it too early. And all he, this is all he's got to show. Yeah, and, I mean, he's only had I, four I years like, to play with it. It's definitely. I just feel yeah. like the amount of hype for it is unreal. I mean, to be to give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah, I've never played any any of his games. I gave the original Metal Gear Solid a go because uh, I like stupidly thought oh, I'll start from the beginning, um, even though that's stupid. But I played some of the second one, and that didn't grab me. Apparently, Snake Eater, the third one's really good. Uh, but you know, I just, I just yeah, that one's set in the I, Cold War. Yeah, apparently it had guy. some, yeah, it had some really cool kind of uh, systems in it. A mm. lot of people said uh, five was incredible. Uh, I think it was free on PS Plus. Had a quick crack at it and just thought, nah, nah, not my cup of tea. No, from four onwards, it was it, he got weird. The thing um, is, for me, like I got into stealth games with uh, like Thief and Splinter Cell and then Deus Ex. So I totally skipped over all the Japanese stuff. And I think that's true in a lot of cases, actually. You know, I haven't done the Resident Evils. I haven't done the, the Metal Gears. Uh, what's the other one well, I haven't Resident done? Resident Evil was, was designed for the Western market. It was basically, they designed the game not to be played by the Japanese. It was supposed yeah. to be their take on a zombie to export overseas. Which is why I liked it, because it had all the cheesy dialogue like a B-movie. It was supposed to be crap and stuff like that. Um, you know, but um, I just remember yeah. playing the demo for the first Resident Evil and just loving the shit out of it. <laughs> but yeah, I just think I just think that there's a there's a massive amount of hype for this game, and I think at the very least it's going to be like another Alan Wake situation where you end up with a game that's all right yeah. and and nothing to write home about really. I, um, I think they should have just given him some money and let him make a movie on it. Yeah, that's, he's, just, not, he's so just... enamoured in movies. Like, well, they are making a Metal Gear film, actually. The guy who directed the last uh, King Kong film, he's doing a Metal Gear film with Kojima. Oh, really? So, yeah. Well, well, let's hope Apparently he gets so. more of a say than Kojima does. I look yeah. forward to not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that just looks like a tech demo to me, uh, blatantly. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I any... Any final thoughts? I mean, I thought Sony were going to walk away with it, to be honest, but I, I think I'd hand that to Bethesda this year, to be quite I don't honest. Know. I think I'd say Microsoft worth... killed it. Well, I think Bethesda killed it on the games. Sony showed off nothing particularly new. What I would say, Microsoft have shown a genuine effort. I think they know they're not going to catch up this generation, but they've invested no. in five pretty good software houses, or at least two or three that we all know are good. One brand new one. I'm glad you brought that up. Road. I'm glad you brought that up. And what yeah, they're Ninja doing with their good. Game Pass is genuinely pretty cool. I believe their Game Pass is not that expensive. There's a load of good games. You know, suddenly they've announced you've got Fallout 4, you've got Vermintide, you've got like not just their stuff on the Game Pass. You've got If you are investing newly in an ecosystem, particularly if you're going into the next generation, and you've got this ready-made games collection, 
for less than the price of a, a new game each month. You know, they're moving mm. towards this whole Spotify, Netflix kind of vibe. It's never going to be as big a set of games. But I think Microsoft are doing something genuinely interesting. Uh, and if I didn't have a console and I wasn't bothered about specific exclusives, I would seriously be um, considering more the Xbox One. They've got the most powerful unit and they've got this very good games proposition. So um, well played to mm. them. Yeah, aren't EA doing something similar as well? Only available, yes. So, so that's the EA Access, which is only available on Xbox, because Sony apparently didn't want it. So Microsoft, being the underdogs in this generation, are genuinely doing a good job of playing catch-up. Sony are focusing on just having good first-party games. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, it's interesting. Actually, I think that EA Access Premier, uh, I think <laughs> that might that just be... surprise me? I think that might just be PC, actually. Yeah, EA, EA Access, um, it means that, you know, games yeah. like Titanfall, Titanfall 2, you get early access to the games pre-release, um, and this is all Xbox. And like I say, Microsoft's mm. conference, they appear to be a lot more open about what they're doing, uh, are genuinely trying. So, yeah, which is good, because they yeah. weren't showing any visible effort for a good couple of years. This E3, yeah. they've really shown that they're um, looking at turning this around. There'll be a delay, but... I, I was I was impressed with what they did, to be honest. Yeah, Origin Access Premiere is is for the PC client, so it it starts with Madden NFL twenty nineteen that's coming back to PC, Battlefield five, FIFA nineteen, and Anthem, uh, and they'll all be available on this Access Premiere. But there's no word on how much that's going to cost. Yeah, but like I say, but, the, but that, I mean, that's the PC one, uh, but the Xbox yeah. one. Um, yeah, it's it seems pretty good value if you like those sorts also, of games. Also, I quite liked how they seemed to be, even though a lot of them were just, like you said, timed release and world exclusives or whatever, not necessarily Xbox exclusive. It was them sort of bringing games that would either be in Japan or whatever to more of an audience. Yeah. Because you had that jump um, smash thing, which was like the Dragon Ball One Piece and uh, yeah. something else no but I'm just saying the yeah. arena fighter games that is basically looked, bringing a lot of games that looked horrible yeah but that aside it's it's the it's just the um, the genre of game it's bringing more games that don't get released overseas yeah overseas so I, I applauded them for that at least because they seem to be making an effort to make the market truly global as opposed to segmented which yeah. I think is going to be a good thing. So, in my opinion, Bethesda wins. Microsoft, pretty close second. Um, Sony did all right. Again, just nothing new. Um, Square Enix, right at the back of the crowd because their conference was crap. No, EA was back in the crowd. Really? Oh, it's a tight one. <laughs> I thought EA's was just so boring. The Square bit that annoyed me FIFA. the Kingdom Hearts, though. Right, Microsoft showed a Kingdom Hearts trailer. Square's conference, they showed exactly the same trailer. Nothing new. Yeah, true. That was that was. Well, really I didn't have cool. to sit through twenty minutes of FIFA <laughs> <laughs> and and Madden. No one cares. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, I think I think my my main takeaway is just uh, quite how uh, busy the gaming calendar has become now for the next few months. Uh, I mean, I, I had a, I had Red Dead at the end of the year, but uh, now, like, 
there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that's in there. Also, I was impressed by the amount of it's out now kind of drops. We got Unravel Two uh, DLC for Prey. Uh, there were a few other bits as well that just were suddenly just released. I mean, I did quite like the free Call of Duty Black Ops Three on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, out of this E3, uh, I've got For Honor free on PC, and I've got Call of Duty Black Ops. Two games I would probably never bother purchasing, but they're free, I'll give them a punt. Yeah, I signed up for the uh, For Honor thing. I think it's available this weekend, isn't it? Unless It's it's for the the next week, well, with the end of this goes out, but yes, uh, it's basically the week from E3 Ubisoft conference, whenever that goes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm yeah, plenty to look forward to. I think uh, February next year looks like a bit of a bloodbath. One of those games has got to move out of that slot. And for Metro, Days Gone and Crackdown Three, all apparently coming out on the twenty second of February. Anthem <laughs> uh, and Crackdown will probably be uh, later on in the year, I reckon. What Crackdown yeah. slip? Surely not. Anthem definitely. <laughs> I think I think the one that's least likely to move is the Sony one, simply because they're so arrogant that they'll just put that out then anyway. And it's an exclusive and will only be available on one console anyway. Uh, I, re- I reckon Metro could slip, Anthem could slip, simply because it's a multiplayer thing. Uh, they might not quite, their beta test might not, not go as smoothly as they want. But they are doing an open beta, I think. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, date. I think the, the, the last one dated uh, is Division 2, which is uh, March the something. Uh, it's like the second week of March. I am kind of looking forward to that. Like I said, I know the first one went a bit weird, but there were moments in that game where it felt like I was a Walking Dead character, like when it was good, because I was, you know, running around choosing to team up with some people, not quite trusting them. Um, being a sniper, sneaking around, avoiding people, treating them like hordes rather than NPCs. And it just felt like a world where you're not sure who you can trust, even the people you're with, because I was in a group, and then they kind of turned and then just left you. Oh, yeah, uh, if you're uh, in a group with randoms and stuff, it yeah. could get a and bit worse. I, I, I quite enjoyed that because I thought, well, I'm in a almost post-apocalyptic New York City, of course, I shouldn't trust any fucker that comes along and says, "Yeah, I help you." <laughs> um, yeah, and it yeah. Just, it just felt it felt part of the immersion. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of lost interest in it though. So maybe I should pick that back up again. But maybe I should just go yeah. into Division Two because it's a different different setting. Carries on, start fresh. Level playing field. Yeah. Well, at least for the first day, anyway. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing I love about E3 really is it kind of just sets the uh, the agenda for the rest of the year as far as what's coming out. I mean, has anyone got any plans on things they're definitely going to get? Uh, for, for me, it's Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, Red Dead and Fallout probably. Yeah, for, uh. Fallout, if you pre-order, apparently you get access to the beta. And I'm actually interested enough, if, once I've got a little bit more information, I may even uh, put a pre-order in just so I can have, a, have an early play. Um, and then cancel it. <laughs> quite possibly. I don't yeah. yeah, well, my, you know, my, my, my Battlefield Two pre-order. <laughs> yeah, I'm still slightly trepidatious about Fallout 76 just because it's Bethesda's first online game. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, but, but if it's a little bit jiggly and stuff, it might be part of the fun. Moon jumps yeah, I'm for sure, everyone. I'm sure the streamers <laughs> will have a field day with it, yeah. whether it's good or not. Um, uh, right. I'm I'm looking to get a Switch and a PS4 Pro. Um, well, hopefully by uh, the end of the year, because it feels like now is the right time. Um, but I'm well, regardless of whether I actually have a Switch or not, I'm going to pre-order that Pokemon game for Suze because I know she would absolutely love it and a little peripheral as well so that's got my little vote because it's 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 a gaming genre that's you know it's different we can all shoot people's heads off at 50 yards with a shotgun axe but you know stuff like that like the rabbits mario rabbits and stuff a bit of it's a nice little sub-genre of gaming that i'm glad is still around and hasn't been sort of beaten into submission by all of the gritty realism that we love and you know <laughs> So I'm I'm definitely getting that. Um and I've got my arm Resident Evil <laughs> too. Because as you have much to. as I know I'm gonna cry like Cotton Banks out of Fresh Prince of Bel Air playing it. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like being anyway. in the nineties again and having a PlayStation for the first time. It's that sort of excitement feeling that I'm getting. Yeah, that'll be out on everything anyway, so you won't need a new console for that. Oh, but I want one. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah there's that uh, yeah cool alright then uh, we'll leave it there awesome uh, I think I think we'll probably be back uh, the next show will probably be in August by which time we might have played something new <laughs> um, who can say so yeah but uh, yeah we hope you've enjoyed our uh, extensive breakdown of E3 and, our, and what we thought about that Thanks for listening to the Not Playing Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Watching Podcast, where we talk about movies and TV, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam and Co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk. And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye! I